Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, Kirill Kaprizov, and the All-Star Game. Kirill Kaprizov is headed to the NHL All-Star Game. We'll discuss the rosters, the format, and a couple of players that deserve to go for the Minnesota Wild in the write-in portion. All today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we break down the Western Conference All-Star rosters with the initial players voted in and potential write-in candidates who could also find their way to the All-Star rosters. We'll talk about the one-player-per-team format, why that needs to go, and we will look at if we need to optimize the rosters as well. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and for the second time in his Wild career, Kirill Kaprizov is an all-star. Went last year with Cam Talbot, and now this year, once again, was voted in as uh, the representative the lone representative so far for the Minnesota Wild for the All-Star Game. Before we get to the rest of the lineup, before we get to trying to see if uh, the players selected were the optimal picks, I think it's important that we acknowledge that we are in rare territory with Kirill Kaprizov here with the Minnesota Wild. Kirill, I think at this point in his career, is maybe the first or second, depending on how you view it, one of the first or second players in wild history that is a an annual deserves to go to the All-Star Game type of player. Now, whether or not you are a fan of the All-Star Game, a fan of what every league in every sport has tried to do to make it as competitive of a game as possible, despite there being really no stakes involved and really no incentive for players to go full bore in these games with the rest of their seasons to go. And with the fact that it is easier to not go 150% in the NBA All-Star Game the Pro Bowl, and the NHL All-Star Game than it is in, say, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game because you're still throwing pitches at full speed. It's a contest that is more about being selected as a representative uh, for your team, for your conference, for your division. Uh, It's more about that that, uh, recognition of what you have been able to accomplish throughout the season than it is about any of the fanfare that goes with it. And I say that while also being a fan of some of the skills competitions that go on with the All-Star Game, while also not necessarily being a fan 
of the All-Star game itself. It's, I don't know what you do to increase the level of competition in All-Star type events. Um, I just, I don't. I don't have a good answer as to what you need to do in order to get guys to be giving 100%. Now, the three-on-three tournament for the NHL is certainly an attempt to do that and probably puts them higher up the list than it does, say, the NBA All-Star Game or what is going to be the dead last of the core four forever, the Pro Bowl, or in this case, the flag football game as is going on this season. It's just always going to be last because it's the one that I think is the biggest joke of the four. So it's it's all about getting selected, representing your team. But at the same time, do we really need to have one player per team that uh, goes as a representative? Do we really need to have every team represented? I mean, look at the standings right now and tell me that you couldn't find a more compelling case for teams near the top of the list. Why should Dallas only have one player selected while Chicago also gets one? Why should the Winnipeg Jets only have one representative when Chicago gets one? I I don't know that you can make a compelling case and will attempt to later on in the show. I don't know if you can make a, a more compelling case for many of the players on those two rosters in particular over some of the other names that are at the top of the division. And the Wild even have a couple of names, I think, that are more deserving of, uh, of spots on the NHL, um, the Central Division All-Star roster than the two names that were selected from Arizona and Chicago. So it's a situation where, yes, it, it is certainly an honor to be an All-Star, but if we're going to if we're going to give it the participation trophy feel, it kind of lessens it. If you don't necessarily get a representative, if you're a team near the bottom of the standings, I think then that would make it mean that much more as opposed to simply having it just be like a hey, congrats for congrats for your team existing and congrats for being okay on a terrible team. So I, I think if we're going to, you know, continue this, which we obviously are, the all-star game, the all-star festivities, more importantly, the all-star voting, fan voting, and the selection that now goes on before the fan voting, I think you got to ter- turn it into the best of the best as opposed to everybody gets one. Now, we also need to acknowledge that we've entered into a territory where the Wild now have a player that deserves to be there year in and year out, as opposed to previous iterations of this franchise where the Wilds have had players that have gone to reward them for having good seasons. Now you got a guy that is going to be, when you're bad, he's going to be your representative. When you're good... He's going to be your representative. It doesn't matter if somebody else on the team has 50 goals at the break. Kirill is going to be 
the Wilds all-star representative for the duration of his time in Minnesota. Because if you're looking for players that move the needle and compel a national audience, he is it. There is no easier watch and more no more exciting watch on the Wild roster than Kirill Kaprizov. And so it's it's fun for this franchise to have a guy that is somebody that the national level audience tunes in to see. And so two all-star game selections so far. There are going to be a few more for Kaprizov throughout the course of his uh, wild and NHL career as well. So congrats to Kaprizov. So far, the lone wild representative to the All-Star game. Who else made the list in the Central Division? We'll take a look at the Central. We'll take a look at the Pacific Division rosters. And then we'll try to figure out if we can optimize them or if they were good selections. So we'll we'll dive into the full rosters for the All-Star game, uh, or at least to this point as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you have to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. They also come in some unbelievable, amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I, to this point, still am not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy too. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, best of all, you don't need to wait around to get your own box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, and now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later for that one. But don't wait. Get yourself started on Built Bar today. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out Locked on NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL Draft plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Programming note, we will have a pregame preview for you tomorrow for the game against the Buffalo Sabres. Just waiting to see uh, how things play out with the goalie situation. Uh, Sounds like Zane McIntyre will be backing up Marc-Andre Fleury on Saturday. Uh, against the the Sabres, and then they'll kind of see how things go for Sunday's game. So we'll talk about that more at length. Uh, Keep an eye out for the pregame and the postcast for both Saturday and Sunday as well. So back to the All-Star conversation. The rosters 
for the Central Division to this point looks like this. Clayton Keller from Arizona. Seth Jones from Chicago. Kale McCarr from Colorado. Jason Robertson from Dallas. Kirill Kaprizov from the Wild. UC Saros from Nashville. Vladimir Tarasenko from the Blues, who is injured. And so he will likely be replaced. We'll talk about that in a second. And then Josh Morrissey from the Winnipeg Jets. Seth Jones? I don't know about that. I don't I don't know that he would even have been the selection from his own team. I understand Chicago's terrible. And Arizona, you know, Clayton Keller is probably the best of the bunch there as well. There are some absolute no-doubters here. Obviously, Kale McCarr is one of the gold standard defensemen, not only in the division, but in the entirety of the NHL as well. So that is probably a no-doubter there, but it's a tough call because with all the injuries that have happened to the Colorado Avalanche so far this season, um, you've got Miko Rantanen having just an insanely good season. He's got 25 goals already and 47 points on the year. And so you leave him to the write-in portion of the uh, the roster construction because of the one player per team minimum uh, that is um, currently part of the conversation. And look, Jason Robertson, that's a no-doubter as well. Kirill Kaprizov, that's a no-doubter. UC Saros, you know, he's one of the better goalies in the division probably normally, but I don't know that I necessarily think that um, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's having the same sort of Soros year that we're used to seeing because that Nashville team is not where um, it's not where you'd expect them to be. And so, if you look at uh, at what Soros has done so far this season, pulling it up as we speak. I mean, 14, 10, and 5, 2.76 goals against average, a 918 save percentage. It's not terrible. But I think by Soros standards, I think this is not the greatest season for him. And so this is kind of a legacy nomination for a Predators team that has not really been that good um, at all this year. And so that's the, uh, that's the Predators pick. Tarasenko, obviously was having a good season, but I think there's an easy switch uh, in there. And then Josh Morrissey, I mean, he he is, at, you know, points-wise, plus-minus-wise, he is, um, is over a point per game for the Jets. So it's not like it's a bad pick there either. But, um, again, it's a situation where I think you've got a couple of guys – that uh, you could put in there from Dallas. You've got a couple of guys that you could put in from Winnipeg. I don't know that you need to even have representatives from Chicago and Arizona. Keller, he does have 14 goals and 36 points in 37 games. And beyond that, I mean, Arizona really doesn't have many players that are, are lighting it up. So... That's probably the easiest route to go. But again, 
if you're giving me the option for an all-star team for the Central Division and the choice is put Clayton Keller on the roster to give Arizona the one player or put Miko Rantanen in, put Miko Rantanen in, no question. And, you know, even looking at Dallas, Robertson's the easy choice there, but Rupe hints before he got hurt, having a sensational season. Joe Pavelski has been great as well. Jamie Benn has been good. And so maybe a situation there with Dallas where hints because he got hurt, um, the, that maybe is one where you say, okay, he would have been the guy to, uh, to be part of that roster before the injury. And then for the Wilds, I think Matt Zuccarello has to get some, uh, some love as well for what he's been able to do this season. 40 points on the year, 16 goals, 24 assists in 37 games. Um, just had an absolutely torrid December. So I think Matt Zuccarello needs to be in the conversation there as well. And then beyond that, I mean, some of the other names, Roman Yossi, who is not on necessarily the same pace that he was on last year. He's still having a great year, but it's it's just interesting that if you take away the one player per team, I think you have a better roster here. But I think the guys that will be part of the uh, the write-in process for sure are going to be some of the goalies. Connor Hellebuck not making the team. Obviously, he's going to factor into the write-in process. Jake Ottinger, obviously also going to factor into the write-in process of this vote to determine those final few spots of this roster. But... The fact that you've got uh, UC Soros as your only goalie so far, my guess would be it would be Hellebuck to be the other one. But that's just the Central Division roster. The uh, Pacific Division is an interesting story as well. And so uh, we will finish today's episode by talking a little bit about the Pacific Division. And we'll, uh, we'll look at the other rosters in the Eastern Conference as well as we continue to discuss the initial wave of all-star roster announcements on today's episode of Locked on Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL Prospects show, which will uh, help you learn some of the names that will be making the waves at this year's NHL Draft plus draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked on NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your pros- your podcasts. So let's talk about the Pacific Division. And again, these are the initial waves of rosters. These are the players that were selected. There will also be write-in opportunities. And I saw on Twitter today that uh, there is a campaign that is being put together to get Ryan Reeves to the All-Star game. Tell me where to sign at this point. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to, to try to help uh, make that a reality. Uh, that would just, it would be fun, and I, I think it kind of shows that um, the write-in process is, is a fun way to get fans to, um, to be part of it, but there are definitely ways to exploit that. To, uh, 
put yourself in situations like this. Pacific Division came up with this, and uh, these players were selected by the NHL Department of Hockey Operations. Troy Terry of the Ducks, Nazem Kadri of the Flames, Connor McDavid of the Oilers, Kevin Fiala of the Los Angeles Kings, Eric Carlson of the San Jose Sharks, Maddie Beneers from Seattle, Elias Pettersson from Vancouver, and Logan Thompson from the Vegas Golden Knights. Just sweeping through the roster here, obviously Connor McDavid is a hands-down a yes. And the season that Eric Carlson is having for the Sharks and the season that the Sharks are having themselves, that's an easy yes for Carlson. For Kevin Fiala, he is uh, is putting together a very solid season for the Los Angeles Kings and um, leading the team in points despite just 10 goals in 41 games. But he, he has 29 assists and is um, you know just under a point-per-game player. So I think he probably is the easy call uh, for that, uh, that Kings roster. But some of these other names, I mean, you look at Kadri. He does have 29 points in 39 games, um, which is right up near the top for that uh, that underachieving Calgary team. I think the fun one here is Matty Beneers because Seattle has been trending in a positive direction uh, so far this season, and Beneers leading second, I beg your pardon, on the Kraken in goals. But a young enough player that I think of him maybe not as flashy as Trevor Zegras, but I think a player who needs to start seeing some of that NHL spotlight uh, to where it absolutely makes sense for him to be the uh, the representative for Seattle at this point. And then Vancouver just not having a great time really at all this season. There's only one player, um, well, there are only a couple of players that are really having uh, great years. And Pedersen's certainly one of them, but Bo Horvat would have been another name. He'll be in the right-in portion of this, I'm sure. And, um, you know, it, I, I always find it funny because there was all of the groundswell around the potential to trade for JT Miller, and I look, and I know plus-minus is not the greatest indicator of stats, but uh, far and away the worst on his own team at minus 15. So I don't know that he'll necessarily make the right-in portion. And one of the bigger surprises, I think, of the season in the Pacific Division so far has been the Vegas Golden Knights. And so no surprise that Logan Thompson is the the rep for the Golden Knights because you look up and down their roster, they just have been just crushed by injuries. Maybe you throw one to Mark Stone, but... uh, Jack Eichel has um, has not played. He's played 27 out of 40 games so far. and So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how some of those right-ins go for the Pacific as well. And then Metropolitan Division, Andrei Shvetsnikov of the Hurricanes, Johnny Goudreau from Columbus, Jack Hughes from the Devils, Brock Nelson from the Islanders, Igor Shosturkin from the Rangers, Kevin Hayes from the Flyers, Sidney Crosby from the Penguins, and of course, the uh, the elite 
goalie scorer himself, Alex Ovechkin, uh, for the Capitals. And then the Atlantic Division, Linus Olmark from Boston, Tage Thompson from Buffalo, who the Wild will see on Saturday, Dylan Larkin from Detroit, Matthew Kachuk from the Panthers, Nick Suzuki from the Montreal Canadiens, Brady Kachuk from the Ottawa Senators, Nikita Kucherov from Tampa Bay, and Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Notable snubs on the Eastern Conference rosters as well, which is going to make this write-in portion just fascinating uh, to see how the voters are uh, are able to play this one out. And I need to make a glaring omission here um, because you know, I got caught up in all these names, especially for the Central Division, that uh, that should be included in the write-in portion of the uh, the ballot. How about freaking Philip Gustafson? Right in front of us, having just a sensational year for the Minnesota Wild. And so he deserves to be part of that group as well. Um, having just a, a sensational year. If you look at his numbers um, on the season... He is not necessarily in the wins category because, I mean, you've got Linus Allmark for Boston, who's 21-1, and one, and Gustafson has nine wins right now, is 9-5. and five. But if you go and you look at save percentage, he is tied for uh, fourth in the NHL with a 9-24. His goals against average amongst qualifying goalies – is tied for, actually is third best at 2.25. And so with a guy like, say, Connor Hellebuck, who has almost, he has nearly double the starts for Gustafson to have a better goals against average. Um, I think Philip Gustafson needs to get some real consideration as an all-star for the Minnesota Wild. So hopefully he gets written in. Fans, make sure to do just that because uh, he definitely deserves the recognition for it. But there you have it, the all-star lineups for both the East and the West. Uh, The NHL will be uh, taking care of the write-in portion as um, you can begin to vote as a fan, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, and the voting runs through January 17th. Fans will vote on the NHL's website and on Twitter from January 12th through January 14th. Fans can vote on Twitter using the hashtag NHLAllStarVote, followed by a player's full name or a player's Twitter handle. These votes will be combined with the official site votes to elect the final three players for each team. Let's get, uh, let's get Philip Gustafson and Ryan Reeves to the All-Star game to join Kirill Kaprizov. And uh, more importantly, let's eliminate the we got to have one per team. Get that out of there and make this an actual legitimate all-star from each division because teams that are really good going to have more than one. Teams that are not probably shouldn't have any. That'll do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast. 
to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like Lockdown Wild is. So make sure you follow us on YouTube for daily video content, as well as your favorite podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, and on social media, such as TikTok, Instagram, and uh, Twitter, and Facebook as well. We have everything covered so that we can keep you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.